Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a Burna Less Lethal Pistol. That's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount. Government spending. Wait until you hear what Congressman Chip Roy has to say. Why is there a pipeline blowing up in Europe? We have Dave Rubin, Brian Dean Wright. Oh, we're packed tonight on I'm Right. How many times have you heard me talk about the instruction being instruction? The destruction being intentional. Destruction is intentional. Destruction is intentional. We talk about this all the time, about how the radicals that occupy, well, that lead our country, not just in politics, but in the corporate world, academia, everywhere, they're wrecking the place on purpose. They hate it, and they're wrecking it on purpose. We talk about that a lot. But inevitably, people will, as they're trying to make sense of that, why, Jesse, I don't understand, people will inevitably ask me this. They'll say, but Jesse, I don't understand. They have to live here, too. Uh, Why would they wreck the country they have to live in? Their kids have to live in. Grandkids, Jesse, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense when you understand these people, they occupy a completely different planet than you or me. These people will never have the bottom drop out from underneath them because the entire corrupt system holds them up. Forget about not accountable. Right, there's never accountability. We know that. Forget about not accountable. They are actually constantly rewarded 
for destroying each and every cultural pillar in this country. So that's why they can, you can take a job in the White House. You can guide policy. You can do these things, and you can do all the things that prove you're an America-hating barbarian trying to burn the country down. And you don't have to worry about if you succeed or not, because life's going to be good for you. Janet Yellen is maybe the greatest example of this. It's just, it's right there in your face. Okay, so Janet Yellen was under Obama, right? Eight years, Barack Obama gets, he's gone. Trump comes in, well, Janet Yellen leaves. Where'd she go? Does she retire in disgrace for her horrible fiscal policies under Obama? Does she go to the unemployment line? Is she subjected to congressional investigations? No, 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 no. Janet Yellen moved right out of there to make $3.1 million giving speeches on Wall Street. These big finance firms that are in bed with Washington, D.C. Oh, hey, we'd love to have Janet Yellen come give a talk to the boardroom. How's half a million sound? Good, Janet? They just move right along. And, well, she's doing it again. She just announced she's going to be gone after the midterms. This is Janet Yellen. All that inflation you're feeling, you could argue she's as responsible as anyone in the country for the fact you can't afford chicken anymore. And, well, Janet Yellen's going to be just fine. She's not going to go to jail for it. Never going to be fired for it. Not going to the unemployment line. Why? Because Janet Yellen has been a good, loyal servant of the system. Here she is, Treasury Secretary, talking about climate change. Let me touch on the risks of climate change to our economy. Of course, unmitigated climate change is an existential threat to everyone on our planet. We do know that the harms of climate change are likely to be borne disproportionately by the most vulnerable populations. So the Treasury Secretary's not only talking about the climate, but talking about racial stuff? Why do that? She's just getting ready to leave. After the two-year path of destruction, Republicans will take over the House, Janet Yellen will leave, and it doesn't hurt to let the system know you're still going to be a good, loyal servant. So, hey, soft landing for me. That's why they're able to destroy the country without a care in the world, because Janet Yellen will skip right out of the Treasury office and right back into Wall Street making millions. That the country's on fire will never be her concern, and that it's her fault will never be her concern. And they're just, speaking of on fire, they're just burning through our money at an alarming rate. In fact, I'm going to talk to Chip Roy about that. Joining me now, the great congressman from the state of Texas, Chip Roy, who's been leading so many charges in Washington, D.C. I wish we had 100 of them, Chip. Uh, all right, first of all, what do we need to know about spending, Ukraine, Afghanistan? But what, what do we need to know? People aren't up to date on this stuff like you are. Well, we could be here for a while, but let's try to boil it down to its uh, most simple form. Uh, we've got a bill that is moving through the Senate uh, that is a, quote, continuing resolution to keep government funded uh, beyond the expiration that it will occur this Friday. In that continuing resolution, you have an extension of existing funding levels, but you have a whole lot of other stuff in 237 pages, including, as you alluded to, $12 billion for Ukraine, again, without any significant accountability of which I'm aware. 
as well as a whole bunch of other uh, expenditures and programs. But what you don't have zero for is any kind of changes on our border, any kind of changes with respect to vaccine mandates, any kind of changes with respect to energy policy, any of the other things that this administration is doing to screw Americans every single day. You have zero changes on this policy. So what Republicans should be doing is fighting for those things, or at a bare minimum, at least push this off in a continuing resolution until the new year, until January or February, rather than punting this to December to give Democrats yet another bite at the apple. But just last night, 27 Republicans voted with Democrats to move this all along so we can do it for the troops, Jesse. We can do it for defense. We can do it for Ukraine. We continue to just screw every American under the sun in the name of something not American. And that's what they're doing. All right. Before we, you know, we're going to circle back to that point here in a moment. What happens if we don't do it? People don't know what these words mean. You know, continuing resolution. All right. What if Republicans for the first time grew a spine and didn't do it? What happens, Chip? Does Washington, D.C. just descend into ash immediately on Friday at midnight? Yeah, hardly. Uh, well over 80% of, of government continues to operate. The vast majority of the things we, we spend our money on as, as a government are, quote, mandatory spending. I'm talking about everything from food stamps to Medicare to Social Security, but also a whole bunch of other programs. And the vast majority of it continue to operate. And in fact, a couple of years ago, uh, Congress voted, uh, I think it was a mistake, but they voted to basically say that it doesn't matter what happens, you'll be guaranteed your paycheck, government employee. So for the most part, everything just keeps operating like normal. Yeah, there's some cash flow problems. Yes, it's not an ideal way to run government. But the idea that the uh, members of the House of Representatives, Republicans in particular, will give up the power of the purse that the founders gave to us, that James Madison wrote about in Federalist 58, to say, hey, we're going to give you, the people's house, the house closest to the people, the power to check an executive branch that maybe, I don't know, call me crazy, is running out of control. And that's what we should be doing to hold up the ability of these guys. By the way, Republicans shouldn't be funding the things they campaign against. And, and don't let them get away with it. Okay, so where's Republican leadership in the House, senior Republican leadership? I, I, I'm genuinely asking the question. When Nancy Pelosi yep. wants the votes, Nancy Pelosi whips and gets the votes. How do we lose 27 Republicans? How, how, how can that happen? Well, let's differentiate a little bit between the House and the Senate. I will say credit to Kevin McCarthy. He said a few days back that he didn't think we should be voting to continue to fund this government if we weren't going to get changes at our southern border. Yesterday, Steve Scalise announced that they will be whipping against uh, this legislation in the House. I hope all Republicans will oppose it. Uh, Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell is not doing that. Mitch McConnell is continuing to run the Senate business as usual, uh, ignoring uh, as if this administration isn't actively at war with its own people in the form of firing our men and women in uniform for not taking vaccine mandates in the form of wide open borders in which Americans are dying 72,000 last year from fentanyl poisonings, more than all of Vietnam in total, as if we're not screwing over the American people with higher cost energy and a weak grit, weaker grid, uh, as if we're not continuing to fund things like the IRS agents to go after the American people. He's just ignoring all of that, just saying, well, we'll just have to deal with that when we hopefully get in the majority. How about you use the power you have right now? 41 senators could stop this, and they're refusing to do it. Okay, why? Can you explain that to me? Because that's that's so radically out of step 
with the Republican base right now. It's honestly, it's spitting in their face, Chip. Why make that move if you're Republican leadership in the Senate? Because they've been cowering in the corner since 1995, afraid of the word shutdown. Instead of going on offense and saying, hey, we've got the power to go offer a funding bill to fund government properly, the way the American people want us to, that balances, that actually funds the, uh, the border being secure, that funds all of the priorities of the American people. Instead of going on offense and saying, if, if Joe Biden doesn't want to sign that bill, if Democrats don't want to agree to us on that, they're the ones that will shut down the government. Instead, Republicans go, we can't have a shutdown fight. 40 days before an election. Chip, don't you understand? The pollsters have all told us the right words to use. And if you just say that we will come together on a bipartisan basis to secure the border, you'll, it'll magically happen. You don't have to actually use the powers the founders gave you to do it. That's what they do. And here we sit, $30.5 trillion in debt, wide open borders, um, engaged in Ukraine, uh, with uh, devastation to our uh, you know energy policies, harming the American people. The good news is, I think there's movement in the House. Now we need to just go browbeat the Senate to actually man up and fight. Chip, can we bank on Republicans? Right, let's set the Senate aside for a moment. Let's, let's fast forward, and Lord willing, we have the House back after the midterms. We have gigantic things that need done, investigations. Not, not, I'm not talking bills need passed, investigations. FBI is kicking in the door of pro-life uh, activists. We need major defunding. We need major things happening. Not hearings, major things happening. Can we do any of those things, realistically? Well, for sure, we can have significant hearings and oversight, but there's no question about that. Uh, Lord willing, uh, we get the majority. Jim Jordan is your... Uh, you know, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee on which I proudly serve. We can haul the FBI in. We can haul Garland in. We can haul people in to answer about, uh, for example, uh, the border with respect to Department of Homeland Security or with uh, the FBI or, or Garland. We can haul them in to talk about, you know, labeling parents domestic terrorists, uh, what they're doing down in Mar-a-Lago, what they're doing with respect to uh, going after pro-life dads in Pennsylvania uh, with guns and a SWAT team in front of seven kids. We can do all of that and we should. Look, I think we need to be aggressive, not just on those issues, but we really need to expose the absolute fraud and the absolute uh, absurdity of what the public health establishment did to the American people. Oh. We need to haul all in front of Congress. Uh, these are the opportunities we need to expose it and then do something about it. Chip Roy, keep doing what you do. Thank you, sir. God bless you, Jesse. All right. Well, that was one big thing. Another big thing was maybe you woke up yesterday and looked online or looked at the news and you saw uh, something about Nord Stream and blowing up and sabotage, terrorism, active war. What do any of these words mean? We're going to ask Brian Dean Wright about that next. Before we do that, I had a talk today actually with my father-in-law. He's in finance and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, anything I haven't told you already, but just know that we're heading into some very, very dark economic times. It's one of those things, it's not like there's one indicator. Every indicator says it's going to be deep, dark, and it's going to be lasting. How bad it gets, no one knows. Nobody knows. I know we talk about you being prepared. Food, water, gold, all these things, all those things matter a lot. Everyone forgets about medicine. Everyone. And in the end, that's what gets you. Jace Medical They've come up with something called the Jace case. It's freaking brilliant. I'll be honest, I didn't ever think of it either. But it's a flight of antibiotics 
a flight of emergency antibiotics. Go get yourself a couple Jace cases, all right? This is one of those things, just like clean water, you need it. JaceMedical.com, promo code JESSE saves you a pile of money, too. JaceMedical.com, promo code JESSE. Go get a Jace case or two. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. What is this pipeline stuff? Nord, Nord Stream? It almost sounds like a nice private jet or something like that. I don't know the answers to any of these questions, but I thought maybe we should bring in someone who does. My friend Brian Dean Wright of the great President's Daily Brief podcast. Okay, Brian, before we get to what happened or what may have happened, what we think happened, first explain what exactly Nord Stream 2 even is for us ugly Americans who don't know. All right, so we got two pipelines going from Russia to Europe called Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. Nord Stream 1 has been active for many, many years. It was, in fact, pumping out gas through the summer. The Russians dropped it down to 50%, then 20 then zero as of a couple weeks ago, all because of the war in Ukraine. So that's Nord Stream 1. Nord Stream 2 was supposed to double, if not triple, capacity of natural gas from Russia to Europe. But that one never actually pumped any gas into Europe, all because of the war. It was supposed to become active as of last February, but never got used. Both of those pipelines actually still had some natural gas in them. They just weren't actually pumping it to Europe. Okay. Now, I have this little video of Joe Biden from back in February. Uh, this is what Joe had to say. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do you, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Dave, did we blow up Russia's pipeline? Or uh, Brian, I'm sorry? No, you know what? At this point, let's let's just all go crazy with this because it's just it doesn't make any sense. You would so if we saw a body lying in the street and we knew that somebody was like, yeah, yeah I want to kill that person at some point, we'd probably be like, hey, we should talk to that guy who just said he wanted to kill the gal. So yeah, I think everybody is reasonably saying to our dear friend Mr. Biden and some others in his administration, hey, you guys talked about blowing this up or destroying it, otherwise taking it completely offline, irrespective of what anybody else wanted. We should probably talk to you about that. So I think people are, are correctly wondering if Mr. Biden had something to do with it. Others are saying, ah, oh, maybe somebody in Europe did it. Maybe the Putin was angry about having it all shut down and so he just blew it up like a child, angry that he can't play with his toys anymore. But I think most reasonable people are scratching their heads on this one and saying, all right, Joe Biden probably put himself in, on the X on this one. 
Okay, Brian, I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn. You were the CIA ops guy. I was just a young, very stupid, very average Marine. But when I saw where the sabotage took place, as people just saw in that video, it did occur to me that that would take more than, I don't know, me with a handful of M80 firecrackers to cause an explosion like that in the depths of the sea. Am I looking at a professional job? Yep, you sure are. So what we know from seismologists out of Sweden and Denmark and other places uh, who are now saying very, very clearly that this wasn't some you know, ship's anchor that accidentally got drug on the ground or perhaps an earthquake that, that busted the pipes or dumped a bunch of you know, rocks on top of it. Uh, they're showing that these were in fact explosions. These were explosive devices that occurred above these pipelines, which by the way, are very thick, full of steel, plus wrapped in cement. So these things are made to get bumped around, uh, but not explode in the ways that these have. So this is absolutely a professional job done almost certainly by a nation state. We'll see, but it was definitely not some anchor that was accidentally drugging these pipes. Somebody did this on purpose. Okay, let's, let's set aside Joe and his national security threat status for a moment. What would Russia's motivation be to do it themselves? I mean, like you, you, like you mocked earlier, Putin's not going to get mad and blow up his own pipeline, right? Or is he? Well, you know, some folks are scratching their heads on that saying it doesn't make a lot of sense that Putin would blow up the very thing that he was hoping to actually turn back on once the war in Ukraine was wrapped up. I mean, his whole idea is that he's going to freeze Europe out this winter, right? That's how he's probably going to win this war, this war of attrition. So he wants to be able to turn those things back on once he wins and sell energy to Europe. So whoever blew this up didn't want peace to happen. He wanted to make sure, or she wanted to make sure, that Europe doesn't have the ability to, to lean or have an incentive to turn those spigots back on. They can't now. That's done. That's over. So it doesn't make a ton of sense that, that Putin would do this. But then again, we're dealing with a very strange time and people having very strange motivations to do weird things. So it's not out of the absolute realm of possible. It just doesn't make a ton of sense, especially since yesterday there was a big pipeline that was turned on between Norway and Poland. It was full of gas. So he actually would, if he was going to blow anything up, he would have blown the one up that was full and then caused even more energy crisis in Europe, not the one that is largely empty, his own. Okay, uh, Brian, I have to add, because I have a theory. This is a theory. I, I don't think it's that, outs that outside of the mainstream, but this is my theory. I think Joe Biden mentally is declining. That's not exactly news. And I think Joe Biden gets his briefs, his president's daily briefs from his intel guys. And then Joe Biden is unable to filter what he should say publicly and what he shouldn't say publicly. And that's why he's constantly giving out national security secrets in front of the camera, which apparently dumbfounded even the reporter who was in the room when she was stunned to hear him admit it. How's my theory sound to you, Brian? Sounds pretty darn good. I would say high degree of confidence. You were probably correct, sir. Yeah. That's great. Just so everyone understands, that's the president sitting down getting top secret information from all of our intel chiefs. And then his brain is so far gone, he announces them on camera to the rest of the world. You know what, Brian? Appreciate you, my man. As always. Mm -mm. All right. There's a hurricane. Big one. Things are getting damaged. People are getting hurt. Talk to Dave Rubin about that and more. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to, actually I saw someone today say, our timeshare is a ripoff? No, no, but they can be.
Lots of times they are. And this is how they rip you off. It's not that they're selling you a timeshare that doesn't exist. No, no, go, enjoy the beach. Here's where timeshares get you. They don't let you out. You think to yourself, it's more of a rental, kind of a lease. Ah, when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. That's how they get you, the fine print. That's what Lone Star, that's what they realized. Lone Star realized these timeshare companies, many of them, they make a living ripping people off. They lock you in. You have to pay your annual fees forever. Does this sound familiar to you? Are you going through this? You know Lone Star Transfer will get you out, right? Lone Star is a family business. Lone Star, over 16,000 customers they've helped. Give them a call. They guarantee it. They guarantee it in writing and in a specific time frame. They will get you out. Call them, 844-310-2646, 844-310-2646, or LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. FEMA Administrator Chris Wells said today that she acknowledged concerns that uh, Florida's, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far, and that whoa, some whoa, whoa, whoa. give me a break! That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work, and and honestly, you're trying to attack me. I get, but like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard, and so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty, and and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff. You talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done joining me now someone who probably knows a little something about what's going on in florida my friend dave rubin host of the rubin report and of course author of the book don't burn this country dave okay it's not exactly news that the media don lemon and so many others are despicable i had this t i had this talk yesterday though and i want your thoughts on this at what point in time in your life do you become such a sociopath devoid of any humanity whatsoever that you see a hurricane and you immediately think oh nice i can attack someone i don't like over it well how does that happen dave what is it? Is that parenting how does that happen Oh, man. Well, I guess one way that happens to you is if you become a CNN anchor or a Washington Post contributor or something like that. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. You know, Jesse, I'm, uh, I'm new here in Florida. I've been down here for about six months. I'm in Miami. It looks like this thing's going to mostly skip us. It, it's crushing southwest Florida right now. I mean, it's going to be absolutely devastating. But, you know, I'm glad you showed that clip of the governor because uh, he you know, they are waiting to take him out for this. That, that's the point here. Uh, there's going to be all sort of human toll and, and property and all sorts of destruction. But the idea that they are politicizing this uh, from everything that I've read and seen here and talked to insider Floridians, there has been more preparation for this hurricane than any hurricane in the history of Florida. This guy is completely competent. DeSantis, of course, has an incredible team around him. They're on top of the thousands of people that do their, their own thing, however they can chip in, making sure people have food and fuel and everything else. I can tell you even just here in Miami, where again, we're missing the brunt of this thing. You know, the last couple of days where I've been out and about at the supermarket, Home Depot and everything, it's like people are helping each other. There's a real sense of, hey, we've been through it, we'll be through it again. Um, but yeah, these people that just look to find a way, and you know, I mean, Jesse, you know it, 
the machine wants to take out DeSantis. And if it takes oh. a hurricane with a lot of death and destruction to do it, they will gladly do it. And you have also no doubt that Politico and the rest of those uh, you know, places of quote-unquote journalism, they've got the articles written already. They're just waiting to press publish when they get the go-ahead. You know it. You know it. You, th you may think he's joking. He knows this business. I know this business. He's not lying. That, that, was, not, that no. was not him joking. They already have the articles typed up. They're going to fill in some blanks whenever they're done about how this is all Heavy D's fault. All right, speaking of Heavy D, it's not exactly news. Trump's the most popular Republican in the country. Heavy D's the new hot thing right now. Everyone seems to have their guy. And now, of course, there are the leaks, which, of course, are probably mostly lies. But Trump called him this. Heavy D said this about Trump. I view this as being an inevitable clash between the old lion and young lion. To be honest, I want them to clash, Dave. I think it would mm -hmm. be better for both of them. Go have a nice fight, and we'll see who wins. But that's me. I'm a sicko. What say you? <laughs> well, I appreciate that line of thinking, and it's sort of like, you know, let the best man win, and let's see what happens. And yes, we do need a, a sort of transfer of the older generation to the younger generation. DeSantis, I think, is 43 or 44 years old. I think the day of having, you know, politicians in their 70s and 80s is finally and, and overdue coming for a close. That being said, look, I, I voted for Trump last time around. If he's the nominee, I'm most likely supporting him, certainly in the face of anyone on the Democrat side. But this does feel like DeSantis's moment. And and I'm sort of like, I get your, your point on let them fight it out because it'll sharpen whoever the winner is and all that stuff. My hope maybe would be that they could solve it on the DL. I think the best outcome for, for a, like a guaranteed Republican win and then, a, and then a safe and secure America going forward would be if Trump just does the ultimate Trump move, which is surprise everybody, say, you know what? I'm not running. This is the guy and I'm gonna fight for him. I'll run the rallies. I'll be the linebacker protecting as he runs through to the end zone. I mean, then you have a truly formidable team, but maybe they have to have a couple fights before it gets to that point. But I don't see how it could get to a debate situation that Trump could beat DeSantis. DeSantis wouldn't even have to attack. He would just say, hey man, look at my record here in Florida. Look what I did, period. I don't need to attack you. And I think Trump would really struggle with that. And again, I say this as someone that uh -huh. likes Trump and, and voted for Trump. Well, might not be wrong there. All right, hey, there's good news in the world. Specifically, some rumble news. Dave, what's going on? <laughs> Free speech has gone public, my friend. That's right. Uh, rumble, which is not only, you know, people think of Rumble as a YouTube competitor, but it's also an Amazon AWS competitor, a cloud competitor. This is the, the system, in essence, that keeps all these websites online. Uh, Rumble is now public under uh, RUM on NASDAQ, and the company that I started, Locals.com, was uh, merged and acquired by Rumble a couple months back. This is a massive, awesome move on the fight for free speech online. I, As far as I know, there has never been a tech company where free speech, open inquiry, put up your ideas and let's see where the chips fall. It is baked into the ethos of the company. We do not care what your political opinions are. Look, if you threaten to kill somebody or you put up plans for a bomb or something, you have bigger problems than Rumble. You got the United States government coming after you. But beyond that, if you're on the left, like Glenn Greenwald, you're welcome on board, or say Russell Brand, who just launched on uh, Rumble today. And if you're on the right, like say me or Dan Bongino, you're welcome too. And we're gonna we're gonna be a neutral platform. That that's what Rumble's shaping out to be, and uh, it's awesome. I mean, the the idea that a, a company is now public, so the average person 
can say, hey, I'm going to get a little skin in the game here and be part of the thing to fight the big tech monster. That's what we've been waiting for, isn't it? I love it. I love it. This is the alternate economy we've been needing. Keep going. Keep creating new stuff, Dave. All right, before we go there, though. I have um, nothing better to do. Eric Adams. <laughs> By the way, you were in New York recently, if memory serves me, for all this rumble stuff. And Eric Adams had something to say the other day. I thought it was wildly entertaining. We have a brand. New York has a brand. And when people see it, it means something. You know, when we go there, it's not, Kansas doesn't have a brand. Dave, Dave, I was in New York recently, and boy, I got the, not only the sights of the brand, I got all the smells of the brand. I don't <laughs> think the brand I got was the one he was talking about, though. What'd you see in New York? I'm so glad you said that, because I just got back from New York a couple days ago. I still smell like weed, and I didn't even wear these clothes. I mean... <laughs> I, I am a born and bred New Yorker. I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in the suburbs, but I lived in Manhattan for 15 years. I was there for 9-11. I love what New York City was. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. They have destroyed. It started with that absolute clown, socialist clown de Blasio. Uh, and now it's continuing with Eric Adams. And also the smugness as he sits up there with his tailored suit and his sharp sunglasses. We have a brand. What is the brand? That, that we've destroyed the city, that crime is rampant, that it smells like weed everywhere, that no one can open a business there, that it's regulated beyond belief, that there are illegal drugs. I mean, weed's now legal, but there's illegal drugs everywhere, homelessness everywhere, that the cops are afraid to, uh, you know, to stop people who jump the turnstile. And the way he stands there and smiles about it, you know what they do in Kansas? Uh, they uh, grow food, that's pretty good. Uh, you can get some steak and, uh, and uh, corn if you go to Kansas. I mean, the, it's such, the, it's the worst type of elitism that they would pretend that we're all about while, man, they manufacture it. God, that is so true. Joe Biden, uh... He spoke today, Dave. I don't know if you've seen this. I'm assuming you have. But in case you missed it, this was old Joe today. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Dave, oh. can you explain why Jackie wasn't there? Jackie's dead. Uh, Jackie died in a car accident in August. So Joe was right. He didn't think she was going to be there and she is not there. What's crazy to me about that is, you know, it's obvious that he's always reading a teleprompter. So did someone screw up the prompter? This is a rare one where I'm willing to give Joe 5% a lean on this one because it's like, did they screw up the prompter and the way he slurred it out of his mouth, it was almost as if he was having total recall. Like, uh-oh, she is dead. So I... You know, most of them, he's completely insane, these extemporaneous ones. This one, I'm blaming this on the tele, the, the script guy. But but the point is, he hey, doesn't Ruben, know what he's saying anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he doesn't have any idea. He's, not, he's barely alive at this point in time. Dave, thank you, my man. Good to see you, brother. All right. Don't think we're done yet. Not at all. We got Mike Slater joining us next. Before we get to Mike, let's get to alternate economies. Just talk to Dave about that, right? With the rumble stuff, and that's great news. Creating an alternate economy. But how do we do that? How do we begin? Are you going to create a publicly traded company? Probably not. Maybe you will. But it begins by you patronizing the businesses that support your values and stopping patronizing businesses that don't. But what are those businesses? Does someone have a list? 
Actually, yes, there's a list. Public SQ has a database telling you which businesses share your values. It's available for you right here in the App Store. Doesn't matter what you have, Android, Apple, Public SQ. Going out to buy something, need a good, a service, Public SQ is your first stop. You want to create an alternate economy? Stop funding people who hate your guts? Go download Public SQ today. We'll be back. You know we have debates on the show. It's me and the production staff from time to time. Not, not, not heated debates, but I know you sit down. I know, you, I know you want to hear about the stories of the day every day. And I also know that you sit down lots of times with your family. I love it that I get emails. I watch with my kids. Family sits down every night. The problem is, the argument we always have, is there's so much reprehensible, degenerate filth out there. How much do I play you? You're sitting down watching my show right now with your six-year-old. What do I play you? There's a video I was going to play. We couldn't decide. We decided we're not going to play it. It's a transvestite. A child is grabbing. It's, it's just, it's, it's honestly, it's too gross for me to even describe for you, let alone play. How much of that stuff do I show you? How much do you want to see? I don't want to see it anymore. Anyway, joining me now, my friend Mike Slater has a great new podcast out, by the way. Ho Politics by Faith give you, give me some perspective on why we're seeing what we're seeing. Mike, I look out at, at things like I just described. Uh, it's, we're not short on videos like that in this society now, sadly. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I look and I, I sit back and I say to myself, how did we get here? How, how, how could that possibly be a thing? I mean, on top of the outrage and everything else, it, it dumbfounds me, Mike. How does America become that? Yeah. yeah, how do we get here and then where are we going? So the point of my podcast is there's too much anxiety Right? And, and when there's so much anxiety, people can't think clearly. We get stressed out, can't sleep, make bad decisions, we become weak. So the goal of the podcast is to give historical and biblical truth to give us that perspective and then peace so we can sleep at night and fight another day. So this latest episode, and I'm so grateful that you share in my uh, concern and disgust, Jesse, is about Drag Queen Story Hour. But that was just the beginning. Do you remember when Drag Queen Story Hour first started? It was like, I don't know, like three years ago, and we were like, what? <laughs> and most people just like, let it go. Yep. And we see it degenerates, devolving in front of us. So started with men dressing as women, reading in front of kids. Harmless enough, they're just like clowns, right? Well then, very quickly, we had men dressing up as women, dancing in front of children. Uh, Family-friendly drag shows, they call them. Now, we have kids dressing up in drag and dancing and performing in front of adults. Hmm, things are changing here. We have children's hospitals with gender fluid education programs in elementary schools giving kids advice on what sex toys to, to children, okay? Of course, you know what's going on in, in, in children's hospitals with just straight up gender mutilation, right? There was a video in Vancouver of a woman stripping in front of a child who was in the front row and you're like, well, hold on, that's just like, there is like, that's just like a woman. Like, what, what's, what's this? This is just a strip show. Like, what? And the reason is they called it a family-friendly drag and dance party. So that's what excused that, right? Oh. So it's just, it's just dance now, right? So now it could just be women stripping and dance, right? 
So we have this just massive sexualizing of children going on. So which leads to the question, how do we get here? But then also what's next? And to me, it's very obvious, and you and I both being history buffs, this is where history comes in. So here's my premise. I believe we have a false impression that the proper, I'll call it a Christian, but let's just call it a proper sexual ethic is normal. And now like, wow, things are getting bad. And my point is no, no, sexual perversion is the norm. Sexual pervert, it's always been here, but there's been a short blip in time when we've had a proper Judeo-Christian sexual ethic, and now we're losing it, and we're going back to the norm, which is only helpful to us because we know what the norm is. If you go back and look at history, like, well, where are we going next? Well, let's look at how it's always been. For instance, in the Bible, four times, four times, it says, do not engage in bestiality. Why? Because people were doing that. That was a thing that was happening, and God said, don't do it anymore, right? And there's no reason to believe that this path we're on of complete degeneracy, that we won't go back to that again. Why not, right? All across the ancient world, there were temple uh, temples and temple prostitutes. Corinth was known for this, especially the temple of Aphrodite, and they had over a thousand temple prostitutes, and they would have sex as a form of worship to Aphrodite, who was the protector of Corinth and all this stuff, right? And we go into all the history of this on the podcast. but. You're thinking like, well, why is this relevant? Temple prostitutes, like what's that? These temple prostitutes were filled with girls. Xenophon, he gave to the temple 100 girls as a thank you for his victory in the Olympic games. And my point of this is having sex with children has always been a way, way too normal part of life. As late as the 19th century, doctors in England would prescribe having sex with children as a cure for depression. They would arrest a man, this is in England, they would arrest a man for having sex with a child, but he would get off if he said it was in order to cure his venereal disease. That was allowed. In Africa today, it's believed by some that raping a virgin child will cure AIDS. In Muslim countries, some of them, you can have sex with girls, no problem. There's child sex slaves, it's frequent, it's common. In Afghanistan, Jesse, I know you are aware of this, they have what they call bachabazi, called boy play in Persian. They do this on American military bases. I just want to encourage everyone to Google Captain Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N, the very short of the story, on an American military base. They were raping children as a part of their culture. Captain Quinn heard it. He was told by his American superiors, you can't do anything about it, that's their culture. He couldn't take it anymore. He beat up one of the Afghan police chiefs who was raping these kids, and Captain Quinn got kicked out of the military. So my point of this all is just, I'm going forever. Depravity is the norm. And the Judeo-Christian ethic elevated us up here. And we thought that we could remove God and keep the ethic. And then we lost the ethic. And we're gonna return to this. And they wanna add P to LGBTQIA2+, that's pedophile, or as they call now, minor attracted persons. And that is where we are going because that has always been the norm and it's happening right in front of our faces. How do we stop it? Yeah. Thanks for asking that, because that's the point of the podcast, right? Like, again, the podcast isn't like, here's this horrible thing happening, see you later. That's, that's, not, that's not what we want. We want to bring some perspective and peace. Well, the perspective's there. Okay, it's happened before. We've been here before. Now, your question. I think it is incredibly important to be aware that it's happening, that's step one, so that you can protect your home. Isaiah 32, 18 says, my people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, in a quiet resting place. 
want to encourage everyone to make, to keep your home sacred and be very intentional about not letting any of this filth and garbage into your home. The world is desperately trying to get to your children. You have to be intentional about keeping them out. These people hate you. They hate your values. They hate everything you stand for. They hate, they believe that you, Jesse, as the parent, are an oppressor on your children. Your children are oppressed and they need to come and they need to liberate your child from your clutches, from your grips. And they're gonna do everything they can to get to your kids, right? So you need to get there first. You need to keep these people out and you need to fill your kids with the truth before the world gets to them. Do not let other people raise your children. Trust no one. Mike Slater, the podcast is Politics by Faith. Highly recommended. Thank you, my brother. You're a good man, Justin. Thank you. I'm not, but Mike lies sometimes. All right, before we get to that, before we get to lighten the mood, I guess I should say, Eden Pure. I love your emails. I love when you email me things like, Jesse, it took away my allergies. Jesse, I breathe better. Jesse, it did this. Jesse, it did that. You're not going to believe it when you open up the box. I'll tell you, I didn't. Because I got one off a of buddy's recommendation. I started out with one. You open up the box, it's just this little black thing. It's only about that big. It goes right in the outlet in the wall. It hardly even makes any noise. You plug it in and you think, well, what's it doing? Come back in your room about an hour later and you'll see. It cleans your air. It's cleaning out your air constantly. They sell three packs now for my viewers because people keep scarfing up three of them. I own three of them. I actually own six of them, to be honest with you. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. There's nothing better than having friends, and there's nothing worse than having friends. And here's what I mean by that. As a dude, your friends, they will do terrible things to you. They will draw on your face when you go to sleep at night if you're not careful. They'll do things to your car. My buddies toilet papered my car one time and it was 20 below zero. I couldn't go to school the next day. The toilet paper was frozen in my car. And buddies love pranks too. And I love pranks too. So let's lighten the mood. Here's a dude who got pranked hard. My friend told me we were going swimming. Why'd they tend me? I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.